everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Rob Murgatroyd Show. Each week, I have conversations with some of the most fascinating people on the planet that can help you live a life of fulfillment. Speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to robshowcoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on a call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's robshowcoach.com. Before we get into today's episode, our next Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. So look, these trips are designed to get you out of your day-to-day, around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. All right, let's jump into today's show. You might have to say no to that and hey, I'm gonna buckle down and talk about this specific thing that I'm good at niche down to service providers or this or that or whatever or cake makers, it doesn't matter, right? But I think it's the best time to be free and expressive with who you are and what you're doing and anything because people are going to gravitate to you. And the quick hits, boom, look at me, like I got 200 million views off this thing or whatever, it's gonna be using reels on Instagram and TikTok in general. The reason you love your mom and dad is because you have the most impressions throughout life, not because of anything else. The reason you're best friends, that's because you have the most memories. Those are impressions. We live off of impressions and we can hack and manipulate them based on how much we create algorithmically with the social platforms as well. Loss, welcome to the show. What's up, man? How are you? I am so good and I am super excited to, uh, to talk with you, mostly because I got Andy Garcia right in front of me with that tan and that Florida. Like, I feel like I, I want a mojito when I look at you. I mean, you're looking good all the way hey, from brother. Italy here. Listen, we, uh, I, I can't wait to come see you in Italy. I want to do a trip next year. I was just talking to my wife. I want to go to Italy and Greece. Um, we probably don't have the time to like set all that stuff because we already have the whole year planned, but I'm, I want, I need to go to Italy, Greece and just kind of, dude, I'm a, I'm a good vibes guy. So I'm always floral and exciting and fun. I mean, I mean you know, life is beautiful. So there's nothing to be upset about, you know? Amazing. I am, um, I am headed to Greece, uh, next week. I'm going ironically to Mykonos with the family. Nice. So, um, we go every year for the last 15 years. There's something, my wife is Greek. And it is, um, it's just magical. It's just incredible. Any so. tips offline, tips, tricks, stuff that you, you can tell me like where to stay and all that. I'm literally planning this whole thing now. So that I can't wait. I'm excited. I'll hook you up. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, listen, I'm super excited to have you on the show because you are a, uh, a brand building expert. And a lot of people that are listening to the show are looking for exactly that. How do, how do I build my brand? So yeah. um, everybody today is a brand and uh, this pandemic has certainly created an opportunity for uh, even more people to lean into this world of branding. So let's, uh, let's see if we can help them out. Yeah. 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 What do you got? All right. What is a brand. Let's start there. Okay. So, you know, uh, I'm assuming a lot of your audience are personal brands and also they have direct consumer companies, which is kind of e-commerce and stuff like that. Really a, a brand 
in my opinion, is something that at one point doesn't need, is, is just recognizable, relatable, and retainable just because of the name, right? So what that means by that is there's there's a million people that do what I do and do what you do, but they're going to go to Rob because of who you are. They're going to go to Los because who I am, what they've seen. They're going to buy, this is, this is Comet, but you're, you know this as Windex, right? Because they built a brand. They created a segment. They, they built community. And so I have four pillars that really kind of, if you have these four, you have a brand, which is content, community, conversations. And then if you have that, you have conversions, which is an explosive brand, right? That those three things put together are a dynamite business in any category. It doesn't matter if you're a roofer. It doesn't matter if you sell gadgets and widgets online. It doesn't matter if you sell yourself as a personal brand. And I, and I am the kind of like the, the experience in producing this whole thing. I've built multiple brands. Some people don't know that I own. Some people do know that I own. Uh, a lot of them people don't, but they still consume the product. And we have a lot of people inside of our uh, coaching and consulting group that, that do the same thing. So really, a lo- long story short, it's, it's something that you're attracted to and you're not just direct to consumer, drop shipping, all that kind of stuff. Uh, quick hits on, on Instagram. I'm like, hey, buy this. That's, that's kind of interruption-based marketing. Brand building is desired because I already know who you are and I, I want to reach out and, and consume that. Okay. Well, let's, let's break that down a little bit. So you mentioned content, community, and conversation. We'll just start with those three. Give me right. an example um, and let's use, because I know that, that the net could be very wide. So let's narrow it a little bit. Let's take you know somebody um, maybe like myself that has a podcast and has some products like I do uh, mastermind events, like a lot of people. Right. When you talk about content... I'll give you an example. Like for me, I've got a bunch of different content that I have. Sometimes I'm, you know, I'm doing content that's related to the podcast. Sometimes I'm doing content for um, coaching. Sometimes I'm doing content for the masterminds. Does it matter? You know, they say you're supposed to niche down, right? Does it matter if you're giving content in lots of different areas? And how do you? narrow down content. Like for example, I live in Italy and I'm getting into fashion. Sometimes I like to talk about fashion. Sometimes I like to talk about what it's like for, you know, an expat from America living in Italy. And other times I like to talk about coaching and other times I like to talk about entrepreneurship, but you hear like niche down and provide value. So when you're somebody like myself that has lots of different interests that, you know, perhaps are under the same umbrella, but they are different. How do you recommend producing content for somebody like me? So let's let's talk about the avatar, right? So um, if if you're just beginning, if you're if you're struggling and you need to make you need to use this as your first dollar in to get to ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month, you have to niche down and you can't talk about anything that you like. Okay. Because okay. you need you need the money. You need it back. You need to produce some. It's kind of direct response, though. You need to create something so you can get immediate results. So you can keep moving the ball. But if you're at a point like yourself or me, or if you're doing twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month, I think it's okay to expand uh, because content is something that the best content is the one you wanted to make. Okay. So I, I have a, a show that I'm starting where I'm taste tasting uh, tequila and tacos and like it has zero to do with marketing and business. It has all to do with just things that I enjoy and you're going to like me 
or think I'm a douchebag for it. Either way, super happy with it because I'm going to create the content. Inside of those things, I'll talk about a little bit of marketing. Uh, I like fashion as well. So I'm going to start doing like on TikTok, like this is my outfit to go to this event, different things like that. Now, is that relative? And are some people going to get upset? Yes. But those people aren't going to pay me anyways. Those are the haters. Those are the people that have something to say that want to spread negativity, but they're still spreading my name. So it's still positive for me. Uh, I think that the best version in 2022, moving forward of content, because it's the creator economy. So content that you want to create is the right content. Now, if you're struggling, you, you might have to say no to that. And hey, I'm going to buckle down and talk about this specific thing that I'm good at niche down to service providers or this or that or whatever, or cake makers. It doesn't matter, right? But I think it's the best time to be free and expressive with who you are and what you're doing and anything because people are going to gravitate to you. I have a one of my things that's my highest in coaching is a hundred K just to work with me. No one comes to me because of the, because of the things that I sell. They come to me because of the guy that I am. And that's because of other things that I talk about. They come to me because I'm a loyal father uh, and I'm a loyal husband and I like to travel with my family and all these things that have nothing to do with business. They resonated with me at the highest way you can pay me level. Uh, No one came to me because of because of my tactics, right? And so if I didn't express that, I wouldn't even have that as a division of something that I can sell. Hey, it's Rob. I wanna jump in and take a quick second to say you gotta get a coach. It just makes a difference. A coach can offer you perspective and accelerate your goals so much faster. If you wanna work with me, head over to robshowcoach.com, fill out an application and we'll jump on a call. All right. Let's get back to the show. All right, so let me unpack that. So basically what you're saying is, you know, look, if you're if you're just starting out, you, you got to get some you got to get some dough in the door. You got to get some and, money. Yeah, you got to you got to get some money in. So you got to be laser focused on what the product you're selling is, sharing uh, content, um, having community, having conversation that is around the one thing that you're selling. But once you get past that initial stage, then you can broaden it a bit and you can get people to know that you're a dad, that you're a husband, because it's not like people are not they're not robotic. They're smart. They're looking for the authenticity. They're looking for values that are in alignment with themselves. And they say, look, this guy's, you know, he's a, he's a good husband. He's a good dad. Um, those are values that I have. And um, he likes a lot of the things that I like. And he's also really good at marketing. So because the totality of who he is, I'm willing to step into that. Did I get that right? Yeah, I think that at at one point people uh, I realized hired you know they hired my companies for services and things like that, but they hired me for how I think uh, and and how I think about life, not just for what I'm going to do on a tactical level. And I think that as a consultant, coach, service provider, that we we both tend to talk to a ton. Uh, you know, there's some tactical things and you can get lost. What I've realized is my income and my business has started exploding when I stopped. It's kind of the opposite of what you're taught. That's why at the beginning, yes, that's the most important thing. I talked about ads, funnels, marketing, boom, boom, boom. Now, 
I talk about life and, and freedom and happiness and what freedom means to me and how little I want to work and building systems around businesses and what I'm going to wear and where I'm going to go and traveling to Greece and things like that. Uh, and it resonates with a different category because we're always growing uh, as people and in our companies. And as we start expressing that, we, we attract a new frequency of person, a new level of sophistication as we grow into another level of sophistication we attract a new level of sophistication without talking about tactics because that level already has those tactics they want to know the guy or the girl uh, and then there's another level that doesn't want to know any of that they want to know the person and like their heart and like what they're going to be doing as families and how do i not get divorced how are you always happy with your wife like zero to do with where we started but that's another level of you, another level, a layer of sophistication when it attracts another person. And so by not creating content like that, you are creating a disservice to the people that want to resonate more with you, but just think you're a tactician marketer. But because at the end of the day, a tactician marketer or a tactician one thing here, they, they push buttons and they don't get paid the highest as coaches, consultants, and service providers. All right. So let's, let's talk about communication a little bit. So you have contents, right? And we're, we're going to define contents unless you tell me different as everything that we've talked to up and uh, talked about up until this point. Yeah. Now we move into communication. So when you talk about the second pillar communication, what are you really referring to as communication? Like, give me an example of that. Is it engagement? Is it comments? So the second pillar, as I have it, is is community. Because once I'm sorry, create, community. All good, community. All good. Then we then we go to conversations. Because the second pillar is community. Because okay, I like you. I'm gonna follow you on Insta. Uh, you're gonna post something about traveling and just living abroad and all these. Okay, that's intriguing to me. Now I'm gonna join your Facebook group, your Discord. The group doesn't matter. Even if you didn't have one, I'm going to join your email list, right? I'm part of your community. You have another type of conversations, a different type of newsletter inside of that extra access. So, or I might uh, join your text list through community, the app, and you're texting me some stuff. So I get to know you more and I get to see other people that I'm connected with, right? Like Facebook, uh, for the most part now, is nothing but a community engine because it went so broad that everyone was like, whoa, now it's shrank into very hyper-specific things. You as a person resonate. So I already resonate with you as a person enough to join a community. The community is now telling me, hey, this is exactly where you belong, brother. This is the kind of content that I want to see and like-minded people. So I'm excited. So the third pillar then goes to conversations, which is kind of digging deeper into your needs, wants, desires, and how we can support you. And that's when you create sales. All right. So let's talk about so the difference between community and conversation. Community is the place in which you're housing them, right? It could right. be Facebook group or something like that. And then conversation is the conversation that you're having with them specifically. Right. So <clears throat> I want to, I want to dance around two areas here. I have dabbled over the, over my career in communities that are big, but very low dollars, you know, very like ebooky sort of like lots of, lots of chatty, 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 but not a lot of money. And then I've had other communities where it's crickets, but super high dollar. So, you know, my masterminds are not cheap. They're international masterminds. We do them in, you know, in, in, I have helicopters come pick them up in, in Nice and, and fly them in like James Bond into Monaco, right? But these people, you can't get on the phone 
They're busy entrepreneurs that are like, yes, I love what you do. I want to be there. I'll see you in Monaco. That's it. They give me no problems. There's, there's zero refunds. There's zero emails. And there's very, very little conversation and community until there's an event because they're busy, the right? They're is just the event. The community is the event, yeah. Because again, that change, you know, that changes the level of sophistication of the person. They have no time for chitter chatter. They're very direct, specific people. They pay to be a part of a community that creates experiences. And maybe they'll learn some business, probably all types of stuff. And and they'll they'll have taste testings of wines and they'll they'll get to experience places they've never gone and they'll bring their family, maybe. So that is the community that they want to be a part of. Right, the lower level communities, and not not to say lower level, but the the cheaper, more affordable communities are a place where it's busy, busy, busy because it's a place of necessity, and so that that energy is like, oh, I need to figure out what you're doing, what's going on here, you know, what's the other people in the other, they already figured that out. They're like, hey, so this is the commitment we have. I don't have time to talk to you. Doesn't mean you're not one of my best friends. We'll talk here, 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 here. That's how we planned our trips. Love you, brother. Talk later. Right. I have I have masterminds also. They're really expensive. We have weekly calls. Crickets. Crickets. You you sometimes think like, man, I feel like everyone hates us. Right. That's crazy. (laughs) Then then you get together and they're like, man, this is a family. Right. Uh, Because you also have the communication in that community is also through text and cell phone. Right. Uh, The communication on the other one is people trying to build quick business partnerships, trying to lift each other up or learn something from each other. And so, again, all of this and these methods have levels of sophistication. Uh, the person that started here can't join these communities even though they want to, and they wouldn't be a good fit for this community. And, and conversely, the person that's already going to Monaco with you and flying on a helicopter, you slap them in a 599 Evo community or a free community, and they're like, I, I'm super unhappy with, with this right now because it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah, this is this is perfect. Okay, so now you got these two communities, right? The, there's a higher level of sophistication as you go through it, and this is listen. This is no knock to the 599 ebook community. We've all been we all there started somewhere. Yeah, we all started somewhere. So, but the word sophistication is not you know it's not an ego word. It's more like a evolution that Correct. somebody goes yeah, through, right? That's more okay. what I meant. I know, I know. I'm just clarifying it so yeah, I don't yeah, get. Yeah. I'm just Thank clarifying you. so I don't get an email. Um, <laughs> So the question that I have is if you've determined that your bread and butter is the higher end offering that you have, maybe it's the mastermind, maybe it's the coaching, something like that. But there's also this aspirational community of the 599 ebook community that is like, oh my God, I'd love to be on that helicopter in Monaco with you guys, but I don't even have my first business. I'm trying to put my first nickel that I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that you talked about at the beginning of this conversation where I've got to get money in. I'm, I'm working at, you know, I'm in the cubicle. I got to get out of this job and I, I want to eventually get there. How do you speak to the audience that is paying you for the high-end stuff and simultaneously service the lower end of the market in terms of your four pillars. Does that question make sense? Yeah. So uh, in some instances, you have to make the decision that you you don't, right? Uh, we don't have anything to speak to that audience. It's not because, frankly, it's also not a level of engagement that I have fun with. You know, we and our groups uh, don't have fun with it. We start at like a ten thousand dollars 
uh, like initial engagement for us. And that's kind of like the initial of groups. Could we go lower? Sure, we could. And there's some people that focus on that. But again, it's the the kind of business that you want to build. Uh, We could make probably three, four times the money going down market. Uh, but our happiness equation and uh, the level of our happiness wouldn't be fulfilling enough to receive that. Rev- I'd rather not have the money. Right. Uh, and that's no knock to, to that group. It's just that that group is better served with people that are only focused on that. There's a lot of other people that teach. And if you're a teacher in that space, like, Hey, maybe don't jump into trying to teach super high end entrepreneurs while you're teaching someone how to make their first dollar. Right. Oh. There's, so I think I think when when it comes to like e-learning and education and stuff, there's there's kind of places where you pick that you want to be. Our agencies, our service stuff. We started at the beginning. Sure, we'll take anybody on, but then you grow and you kind of start picking. This is where our groups begin, right? So I I don't think that everyone should talk to everyone in the same space because you're going to lose your core audience trying to now connect with an audience that frankly you're not really going to connect with anymore. You're, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, the the audience that's coming to Monaco with me really doesn't give a shit about an ebook. They're not that kind of person. So, it, so you have to speak to both. Okay, good. All right. So let's move on to another area. You you've been in this business a long time, and you know, twenty years in the internet marketing space. We'll just call it is you know, it, it's like a thousand years in in uh, in any other business because it goes yeah. so fast, right? Yeah. So I know that you know there was a time in your life where you you know you you looked to a guy like Ryan Dice, and then you wound up working with him, and then you wound up becoming friends with him, and you know doing partnerships and things like that. You know he's he's one of the classic internet you know marketers, and it's changed so much from that long page sales letter with the yellow highlighter on it to you know the TikTok world that we're living in that Gary V is you know has been pounding our brains. We got to listen to. So you know where are you recommending? that people are putting their energy and efforts into today to you know work with these four pillars that you're talking about are you recommending that they start with TikTok or Facebook or well, where where are you sending them TikTok uh my favorites uh are long term and short term so YouTube is my favorite overall. You're going to get the best you're going to get the best audience, the best engagement, it's going to be the slowest growth. So that's kind of like your savings account, if you will. Your checking account can be TikTok and Insta. I wouldn't do anything on Facebook proper, but build a community like a group or something like that. And frankly, uh, if you're starting today, I'd probably take them somewhere else because I'd rather own it. But if you're depending on where you're at, it's a great place to leverage the the fact that everyone's already there. But I, I think of YouTube as a savings account. You're going to have to put years into this or podcasting. You're going to have to put years into this to really yield a significant result. But the, the, the best quality of people, the most engaged, the, the best followers, the ones that will buy it all are going to be in those two platforms. And the quick hits, boom, look at me. Like I got 200 million views off this thing or whatever. It's going to be using reels on Instagram and TikTok in general. All right. So there was a lot there to unpack. So let's, let's break it down a little bit. So I had the idea along with my wife to, um, to document our journey of moving from Southern California, which is where we were living, to Italy. 
And so we shot all the footage. And so now we've got maybe about 12 or 14 episodes that we've shot. We haven't promoted it yet. We're in the process of editing it because I'm a little bit fanatical when it comes to quality. So I yeah. want it to be good. So I've got an editor that's doing it and we're going back and forth and you know, getting the music right and the transitions and, and then we're going to release it. So I love how you frame this because when I think about, because you included podcast and YouTube together and I had never thought about that. I'm on... I don't know. At the record at this recording, I have to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 of these that I've done. And it's a long game. I knew going into this game that it was not going to be, I'm, I'm going to do one episode and somebody's going to buy all my shit and it's going to be great. I knew it was going to take time, but I hadn't looked at YouTube in the same way. I, I feel like I had looked at YouTube more like you know, um, putting an episode up and then having people, you know, click on a link to join an event or coaching or something like that. But you're saying that YouTube should have a long-term strategy, like a savings account in the long way. And I I love that because I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. So I guess the question is podcast makes sense to me. You do great quality episode, you get it out to the world, you get great guests, great conversations and over a period of time, people will like, trust, resonate, and eventually reach out if you have the right audience, or they'll not listen to your show anymore and they'll leave, you know? Right. With YouTube, is it the exact same way as podcasts, or do you have any other expectation at all? YouTube, uh, you're going to grow a slow subscriber count. That's the same as getting a lot of downloads per episode on on the other one. Uh, And it's the same. It's not like, look at all the quality of quick hits on this. It's a thought out, methodical, really teaching, really like good, good work on YouTube gets, gets you results faster. You can hack both. Uh, if you wanted to with shorts, YouTube just released shorts, which is basically the same as TikTok and Instagram. And we've been testing, per- grabbing our content, like let's say like this, chopping it up more and putting two to three a day. This is for people that have the capabilities to do that, or even just testing it a little bit. And it does get you more views. Same as I used to have a podcast. I got burnt out by it because I had a, I still have a podcast where I, I do once a week. And then I had another one. I was like, let me do something every day. The everyday one smashed the once a week one because of consistency of downloads, right? They're algorithms that see like, okay, this is this person's taking this job seriously. Let's keep going. So with, with both, the more you do, the better it is, but they're still the slowest because they're, you're talking and you're, you're teaching in both in a different way. You're not, it's not a quick digestion thing. It's a long hour conversation with someone else about a lot of topics and a lot of things to think through. It's really engaging or the other videos, a 10, 15 minute video where you're really taking notes and like, man, that made sense. When you're looking at quick Instagram or quick TikTok hits, it's dopamine rushes. It's 30 seconds to a minute. Boom. Here's how you make money in 17 seconds. Right. And so like, yeah, you get a quick view algorithmically, but no one paid attention. So you need to create more and more and more and more. So people remind you and you stay uh, optimized inside of like their impressions. Right. 
Because that's the reason people like all of us. The reason you love your mom and dad is because you have the most impressions throughout life, not because of anything else. The reason you're best friends, that's because you have the most memories. Those are impressions. We live off of impressions and we can hack and manipulate them based on how much we create algorithmically with the social platforms as well. Okay, I wanna jump in for 15 seconds and say, if you're an entrepreneur grinding away and not taking time to experience extraordinary things around the world with other entrepreneurs, you may wanna join us on our next Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind to Dubai on November 19th. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. When I start watching TikTok, dude, I am fucking addicted. Like I, I set, I, I figured out how to get on the treadmill, put on TikTok. You won't get off. <laughs> like I literally, I put it on like, you know, the highest incline and then I just walk. I looked up, I, I shit you not. I looked up and it was like, there is no way I have been on this for 35 minutes. No way possible. And I am literally like a zombie Laser just in. going. And the more I swipe, the better it gets. Like yeah, it's the it, best algorithm by far. Oh my God. My wife got on my TikTok and she's like, why are there girls in bikinis jumping up and down on a trampoline on yours? And <laughs> I get little puppies. I'm like, because uh, it knows me. That's why <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But the question I have is, and maybe this is, um, I don't know, maybe this is just a, an obvious answer, but I don't know that I stop swiping to go to the profile page to click on the link to go into an opt-in. I feel like I'm just in the flow of a swipe. Um, am I unique there or no, that's that's what that's the design of TikTok, but you do do that on Insta. And if you actually pay attention to people's TikToks, they take you to Instagram. They do, yeah. Right, because they have to stop the addictiveness. And the instance become less addictive because unless you get trapped in reels, you're looking at pictures, which now is like, oh, I don't care about that. I'll just it's click the link so and get true. this done. Because the other algorithm will be like, everything you like as a human bunched into one, boom, 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 boom. You're like, holy crap, like this is awesome. So it's designed to make you go like this. So they have to stop and go, hey, go to Insta and like check out this for a second. Okay, because you can't get out of it immediately from TikTok. Okay. So the goal is to go from, the goal is to create great TikTok content that gets you to their Instagram. So you're literally going from, you're trying to, okay, tell me if I got this right. You're a hundred miles an hour on TikTok. We want to be able to have a speed bump that slows you down to 40 miles an hour and takes you off the highway and brings you on to neighborhood streets that are 30 right. miles an hour Instagram. This is yes. pretty good. I'm making this up in real time. Um, and then you're slow in your role to be able to go, oh, this is who this person is. Yes, exactly. It's interesting. I have this girl that lives here in Florence. Her name is Casey Rose with a K. And she's an actress that was on Broadway in New York and the pandemic shut down. She was in Cats and the pandemic shut, uh, obviously, Broadway down. And she met a guy who's an Italian um, uh, chef 
And he, because he couldn't work in, in New York anymore, he moved back to Italy and he said, why don't you come back to Italy? So she came here and she's trying to figure out what to do. So one day she just started doing TikToks to talk about what it's like being an American living here in Italy. And she went from zero to one million followers on TikTok in about 90 days. And she figured out over this period of time what people wanted. And she saw that people were saying, hey, I'm coming to Florence. Do you know any restaurants? So she made restaurant guides. Hey, I'm coming to Florence. Can you help me plan a trip? I'll pay you. So now she does one-on-one -on -one consulting for $150. Then, hey, I'm coming to Florence, but I'm a single girl and I don't have anybody. So now she's doing trips. She announced a trip for 20 girls. She sold the trip out in three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes. She's now on her fourth trip. And I couldn't figure it out, but you just taught me how she did it because her sales cycle isn't on TikTok. It's on Instagram. But I hadn't connected the piece that they make a right turn off of TikTok to go onto Instagram. And that's where the cash register for her is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And, and that goes back to creating the kind of content that you understand people want to hear. This is why like, I love uh, like expensive tequilas. I'm, and we have a beautiful studio here. And I, I saw a friend of mine who is like corporate corporate consulting started a tequila one i was like that makes no i was like oh that makes total sense because all the high-end guys what do they drink 1942 all that they already like them they're drinking this they're they're going to casamigos añejo all this stuff and i was like man he monet he now he's getting free tequila too so he's monetizing probably working with tequila companies while he's doing all this other stuff right so i was like man i'm gonna start focusing more on things that i enjoy uh, and fun things, right? Like I'm going to do a show where like we taste test food, like we're bringing in all the Mr. Beast burgers and to see if they taste good, if they, we'll rate them uh, and we'll taste like restaurants around the stuff just for fun. It's engaging to me. Then I'm going to bring in guests and we're going to do taste testing instead of just like normal, like, Hey, you were poor. Now you have money. How did you do that kind of podcast? You know what I mean? And just creating different stuff. Cause that's what people want to see. And I'm, I'm actually thinking long-term I'm going to make this a network. And I'm, I'll have all the views. I'll have everything. And I can sell it as a full entrepreneur network. And when I, when I have events and conferences, I can sell them out. No worries. Because everyone's going to like a variation of me. That's still all me. It's just kind of in layers. And I can move them to wherever you want to go. And anyone can do the same. The only thing that it takes is effort and time. All right. Now we're going to move into the area that people get really... Um, they, they can get really screwed on, which is, okay, I have a little bit of an audience. I have some content and I need to drive traffic to it. And Facebook and Instagram is a, is a, a pay to play platform and I need some ads. And so they start creating ads that go to, I don't know, in my case, I do mastermind. So an application, mm -hmm. um, some people go to different products what advice would you give somebody who is just starting out and wants to, you know, they say, okay, I'm going to take 
I don't know, I'll take five grand and I'm going to take you know my last five grand on this and I'm going to put it and I'm going to pay to get some ads over to whatever it is that they're selling. What mistakes have you seen? What advice do you have? How would you guide them? The biggest mistake is when people are just starting that, that they want to go into, hey, I'm going to make an ebook or a $500 course and I'm going to go spend $5,000 on it. Okay. Uh, because because I sold 60 of them through my Instagram and now I have a business. You don't have a business. You barely have a proven concept. You don't have enough actual money to put into this. And the first step of you doing this is putting money in to get data out, not revenue again, right? Everyone needs to understand that even though we're doing a lot of this for free and Instagram and TikTok and you can make money, you're starting a business. And at one point, you're going to have to invest in it and lose like you would a franchise, like you would a lawn mowing company and equipment, like you would anything, right? And the the first thing that people want to do is go, I'll just sell 500 things at 500 bucks and I'll make $25,000. You won't. That's one of the hardest things to do. I think the easiest thing for do for a beginner is actually take people to an application. Why? Because it allows you more leeway to get on a phone call with what you are an expert at. You probably are not an expert copywriter. You're definitely not an expert ads guy. You have no real clue of how to build a funnel with conversions and strong average order values to match your cost per acquisition. But you think you do because someone else showed you that because that's how they make money. That's not how you make money. So stop comparing yourself and go take your five grand and try to get you know a couple hundred people on an application, take them to phone calls. You might end up only on the phone with 50 of those people, maybe 20, but you can convince two people that what you know is good for them is good for them. And you can charge 5K and you can make $10,000 there. Now repeat that process until you feel comfortable and you take that side of your business to 100,000, 50,000, whatever you want a month. Let's just start with 20. I want to pick. I uh, live with 20, $30,000 a month. And then consider doing that with more money on ads. Don't jump into someone six years ago or from now, even when you're just starting with this stuff today. That's so good. And, you know, I, I can hear the person saying, I, the reason why I got in this is because I read the four hour work, I read the four hour work week. And Tim is telling me that I just, you know, I automated it. It's a cash machine. I don't like, I, if I have to get on the Zoom with somebody, I, I might as well just you know, be at work. That's also a 20-year-old book, right? That he never yeah, it's updated. also a 20. I know. I know. Well, he, he didn't need to because he's still yeah, selling. Exactly. Like crazy. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's really good. All right. So as we move, uh, as we move towards wrapping up, I want to learn a little bit about you, Los, the person. So the first question I have for you is, Where'd you get the name Los? Uh, so my name is Carlos. And uh, if you Google Carlos Silva, there's either soccer players or people that have been to jail and none of those are me. So I was like, man, if I just cut my name, I'll SEO better if my name is Los. And then I became Los on the internet. And then everyone calls me Los now. You are, uh, you are a true marketer. <laughs> um, what, do, what do people often get wrong about you? I think people get wrong that I'm kind of like, closed off because you know like i have a big audience and stuff and I'm like oh, like i'm unapproachable and i'm probably one of the nice I'm, just, I'm really nice i'm a nice guy what is one thing that you've not gotten to in your life that if you don't get to this you're gonna have some regret man i i don't think that i can say anything because 
it used to be financial. And now I realize that money doesn't rule me and happiness and moments. And that is the most important thing in my life. And I, I reach those because they're, they're the biggest, most important thing that I could do. So uh, I can't say anything because the answer would have been financial, but that would have been a totally different season of me. That's really interesting. I'm actually writing a book on something similar right now. So, you know, as a, as you well know, living in America, we've got this American dream, right? It's uh, the pursuit of happiness. It's, you know, let's work hard, but it just seems like every, every financial goal I hit, when I hit it, I just, when somebody asked me what the next goal was, it was always like three times more than what more I just, of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, if I could just make a hundred grand. And then when I did it, it was like, okay, now I want three. Okay. Now I want yeah. nine. Now I want 3 million. And it just kept going. And then I came here to Italy and it was the exact opposite. It's like Americans don't know when to, um, to stop working and the Italians don't know when to start working. So, you know, it's like taking my American values into this La Dolce Vita worlds. It's uh, so the book I'm writing is kind of on this subject, right? It's like this balance between, well, you can't not do anything, but you can't also be obsessive about money either. It's this, you know, the Italians call it la dolce far niente, which means the sweetness of doing nothing, right? And the Americans are grinders. So it's this exact, you know, opposite. You know, um, I, go ahead. I said, uh, I, I wrote out like in one of my articles that I write, I, I was a while ago, but uh, I realized, you know, I, I, I now have everything I dreamed about having and I've never felt more empty about not about who I am. Right. Because the, the thing oh, that happens with people is you, you, you're like, if I have this, I'll be this person. Then you're like, yeah, I have all of that. It's like, well, who am I? I'm a guy that chases wanting to do more so I can go to events and say that I'm also doing more and I'm this and that, but like you lose. No, I don't care about any, I do care about those things, but they don't rule me anymore once they stop. And I think you have to hit a certain point in life where you're like, I realized that that did rule me and now it does not. And crazy enough, life gets even better and simpler and more comes. And I think it's because you're inviting the, the best version of you to come and, and that attracts even more stuff. It's really good. I heard a quote the other day and it actually was from TikTok. I'm, I'm literally, I'm a 16 year old girl now. I get no, all my I'm news. The same. I'm the same. <laughs> and it was, the girl said, remember when you wanted what you have now? Mm -hmm. Don't forget that. Remember what you, when you wanted what you have now. And it's yeah. so true, right? What new behavior or habits has most improved your life? Cold plunging. You're one of those guys, huh? I have one in my house. Yeah. I, I can't do it, man. I feel like I, my balls are going to be in my throat. I can't. It I is, just. It is the best. Like I'm obsessed with it. Like it, it gives you this like shock of to your body that you're just like, it, you can't be more lit. You, you, I don't know what heroin is like, but I, usually the thing I've, from watching train spotting puts you to sleep, but like this, you're just up dude. And it feels amazing. Like I do it. If I can do it twice a day, I, I do. That's why I bought one at my house. People so are crazy. I, they lo they yeah, love it. It's the, cool I, the, I, the ice man cometh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is an unusual or absurd thing even that you love? And it's like, you know, somebody would look at you and go, well, that's really weird, but you're like, I like it. What's unusual or absurd thing that you love? Something unusual that I like. Uh, I'm obsessed with sneakers. You're a sneakerhead. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a pricey, uh, it's a pricey hobby. 
yeah, like you put like nice watches. I have very expensive sneakers. Yeah, it's an addiction. If you can spend one month anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Uh, Greece, and because I've never, I've never been, and that's the one place that, as a child, I was like, man, I want to go there. And still to this day, my wife doesn't love traveling. She gets things like we got dogs and kids, and so she's like, there's so much to go on. I'm like, listen, I'll handle all of it, but we have to go. Uh, but yeah, it's Greece for sure. All right, when you when you're ready, I'll hook you up. Are there are there any positions or opinions that you've changed your mind about where you're like? You know, for years I thought this way, but now I, I don't think that way anymore. I changed my mind. It, it would have to be in marketing. It would have to be that building a brand doesn't matter. I used to be a full, aggressive, direct response marketer. I've spent a couple hundred million bucks on ads. I was like, branding is stupid. It doesn't matter. And, and now I'm like, the long tail brand game is more important than even running ads. Long term. So you separate in your mind the difference between marketing and branding. Uh, I, well, direct response marketing and branding. Yeah. Define, di define direct response marketing. Paying money to receive an, uh, a result immediately. Right. Like, and I, so I, I would get hired and I would do our own, my own things. And I'm like, it's a one to two rate, like boom, 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 boom. Like, who needs brand when I can just spend money and acquire now, now that's not the case. Like I need, everyone needs it because there's a million of those people doing it and they're falling in love with you or the product or the community. Got so it. That, yeah. What would your friends say is one of your superpowers? In as a, as a person, loyalty, yeah, uh, loyalty. Yeah, loyalty. Okay. Do you collect anything or have you ever collected anything? Sneakers. Sneakers. Okay. What book have you reread the most? Outwitting the Devil. What's it called? Outwitting the Devil. Outwitting the Devil. Oh, that yeah. sounds Machiavellian. Wow. Okay, it, cool. It is a cool book. And then also Leaders Eat Last. Those are my two favorite books. Do you know, that's, uh, what's his name? The Italian, he has Simon, an Italian name, right? Simon Oh, yeah. that's Simon. No, that's Simon Sinek. Okay, that's a different one. Okay, that's a different one. All right. What is your guilty pleasure other than sneakers? Cheesecake. Oh, I had it last night here. Italian cheesecake. So good. I'll eat the whole thing. It's, <laughs> it's so, and, and I convince myself that it's fat and my body's going to process it differently. I don't even and try, man. Oh it's God. just, it's like a giant sugar rush, but it's great. If you can send out a push notification to everybody's, iPhone, what would it say? Stop being so insecure. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right, last question. We're going to change it up. What one question would you like to ask me? How has living abroad changed who you are as a as a as a father and how you think of life uh, from living in? California, which is just so comparative and all that kind of stuff. Well, the, the short answer is in every way, but I understand the, 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 uh, the question. So if I had to pigeonhole it, I would say what it has done is it has, okay. So this is a, a little bit of a longer answer. So bear with me. There's kind of like nature, nurture, and neighborhood for me. It's kind of like, you know, this is just like, you know, it's my DNA. It's how I was born. I'm a white guy from America. Like there's a genetic part to that, but then right. there's nurture and it's like how my parents raised me. Um, and what was important, 
But then there's neighborhood, which is how your environment dictates how you behave. So for example, as I'm looking out my window here in Italy, I'm looking at the Arno River. I live on the Arno, right? And so I'm looking out at the buildings I'm looking at across the street are somewhere in a neighborhood of 1,500 to 2,500 years old, right? Our country is 200 years old. So when I walk outside my door and I put my foot on those cobblestone steps and I hear at noon every day the sound of the church bells ringing, letting me know, oh, it's lunchtime. And when I sit in a cafe and I see everybody not on their phones, but sipping an espresso and a cigarette, but sipping their espresso and having morning coffee with each other in a very slow way. And then I see that in the afternoon, all the stores are closed for two or three hours because everybody's home with their family and or taking a nap. Or I see people having wine at lunch and they're in suits and they go out to dinner and the restaurants don't open until eight o'clock. And you're not even close to being home until 11 o'clock at night with your seven-year-old. I have a (laughs) seven-year-old. Everything is so bizarrely different that you can't help but change. So I'll give you another example. I, when I first got here, I go out to dinner and I didn't even know I was doing this, but I would say to the people that I met here, what do you do for a living? And I kind of would get one or two word answers and they didn't want to talk about it. And then finally, one person said to me, he goes, we don't talk about that. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, it's not that we have anything to hide, but we, we work. It's not important. We're, we're here. We're having dinner to talk about something interesting. It's not at all. It's what defines us in America. It's what defines us. They, you can't get them. They don't want to talk about business, not because they're hiding, not because it's secret. It's because it's uninteresting to them. They want to talk about who you art, are. culture, yeah. who are you, what, you what like? do you care about? Tell me about your daughter. What do you want to be? What's, what's new in your life? Did you see the new Michelangelo exhibit that they're opening here? What's your thoughts on this? Let's talk about the French. Let's talk about the Italians. Let's talk about it. I have had more conversation about olive oil and gelato than I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> and it's, I, from the moment I opened my eyes, I literally, the other, the other morning I woke up and I said to my wife, I said, what are you, what are we doing for dinner? She goes, oh my God, it's eight o'clock. What do what, I, like, what are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? So, so, the, okay. So that's the context that dictates everything that I talk about. And so find, that's why I was telling you about the book, finding that balance. Like when I first got here, I was like running through the streets to try and get to a coffee shop to do some, answer some emails. And I'm like, holy shit, these fucking Italians, they walk so slow. And I'm like behind them, like flashing my high beams, but I'm like walking and they're like, you know, eating gelato on the bridge. They're licking it. Like they're making love. And they're like, if you've like, they were not in a rush. They are in no rush. When they eat a sandwich, 
they are they're falling in love with the, what they're eating and they're looking there. I, I see them, they're their faces up against the, the sky to look at, get the sun to hit them. There's no at all. Piano, piano. I learned there's a word I learned when I moved here. Domani, tomorrow. Domani, ah, domani, domani, domani. Nothing is today. So what that's taught me with as it relates to being a dad and a husband is to kick a soccer ball around with my daughter Take on the more weekend. Time. And because like, what are we rushing through? Like, where, where the fuck are we going? Like, where are we going? Like you hit a point where, okay, you need money. You know, let's call it a hundred grand a year. Like once you've kind of done that, spend it's some time. It's spend just, some time it's more making more. Yeah. It's more. It's just more of the same. It's just, it's more of the same. And so I, that's, I knew that I knew like there's an author here. His name is, have you ever heard of David Bach? Mm-hmm. He wrote a book called um, uh, uh, the latte factor, smart women finish rich. He's a New York times bestseller. He's written um, nine New York times bestsellers. He's been on Oprah 11 times and he's my neighbor and he lives across the street. And I was like, well, what brought you here? He said, you know, I just spent so much time building wealth and then trying to build more wealth that I decided that I just want to like live rich. Like I just want to live well, not in high-end luxury. I don't give a fuck about having like an eight bedroom apartment with a penthouse that overlooks Manhattan. Like I want to enjoy the moment. I want to enjoy the, the gelato, the food, the people, the conversation. And um, what's interesting about living here is that, that those are the people that, um, the ones that I meet, the expats that I meet here are the ones who have said, there's gotta be more life than this. There's gotta be more. And so, um, it's a really long answer, but I wanted to give you proper perspective. No, I, I, I appreciate it, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of insight. I want to try to be more Italian in the sense of like, uh, not asking it like, Hey, so transactional conversation about money. Let's go. Right. Like, let's start there. You know, like it's hard, but like, it's, I, I've been doing a lot of inner reflection and things just in, in a similar vein, right? And I've just realized like, I will never stop chasing a, a road that has no end. Instead, I'd rather just kind of like stick to the side and be like, that's a, that's a dope race, but I already hit my finish line. Now I want to find a new path and enjoy life and create relationships with my kids and deepen relationships with my friends and stuff that like you all, the, the reason you actually wanted to do this and then you forgot about it because you just, well, machine says more, right? Well, I'll leave you, I'll leave you with this. Conceptually, you're there. You got it. It is really fucking hard to do. I hit yeah, a goal yeah. where I said to myself, this is what I want to make this year, right? I hit it in six months. And then I said, I'm going to just chill now. I'm going to enjoy it. And then I like, I literally didn't even know I was doing it. And I, my wife looks at me, she goes, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm starting this project now. She goes, why? And I was like, what do you mean? Why? And she's like, you said that this is what you want to make. You hit the goal. Why? Are you? I was like, well, what am I going to do? She goes, that's your fucking problem. You got to figure it out. Like, what do you, and so it forced me to go, what else with this one life do I want to do? What else with this one life? And then that turned into 
hiring an Italian teacher, hiring an art person to take me to museums, reading the books I wanted to read, uh, read, writing my own book. And it forced me out of, it's kind of like guys, like they go to the gym and they do bench and biceps all the time, Yeah, but they never want to. So it's like, I have this overdeveloped work muscle, but now I want to take those areas that are not overdeveloped and put effort into it. And I got to tell you, it ain't easy because it's an addiction. Work is an addiction. It is. Well, dude, we, we have so much more to talk about. I got to balance. Yeah. We, we got to make some time. I'll, I'll, I'll text you. I'll, I'll send you some all right, brother. I enjoyed it. I'll, I'll link this all up together and uh, we'll chat soon. Thank you so much, man. I'll talk to you Bye. soon. Bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 